When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined by Craig Burley. And how are you feeling, Steve? Oh, not bad. Oh, not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit. What a result it was at Anfield then for Liverpool. Thrashing Manchester United by seven goals to nil. Six of those goals coming in the second half. The opening one, a beauty from Gakpo, would really set the standard then for the second period of the game. Liverpool taking all three points. Extraordinary stuff that not many saw coming. It is the largest rivalry history win uh, in the history of the Premier League. Manchester United's largest defeat in club history and Liverpool outscored United 18 to 1 in the last 18 minutes 18 meetings at Anfield United conceded seven goals in a Premier League match for the first time uh, in the club's existence uh, for more on this let's hear from Ten Hag today first half I think we were the better team and uh, first half we created the better chances and uh, we had two one-on-ones uh, with the goalie and yeah, and they hadn't. And then before halftime, we make one mistake, organization, and we concede a goal. So I think yeah, we were in the game, and so it was really a surprise for me that we, after halftime, so quickly gave the game away. As a team, you have to stick together, and that is what we didn't do. And uh, that was a surprise for me. I haven't seen this from my team. And uh, I don't think it's us. I don't think it's Manchester United. So um, it's really bad and poor. I know this team will reset and we have to bounce back. And we have so, uh, shown in the past we can. Lots of digesters. Welcome Jan Agafjortov to the show. Jan, you'll forgive me if I'll start with Stevie. <laughs> yeah, I do. Where the heck did that come from? <laughs> I, I, I've, I've no idea. I mean, can you? what were the odds? For seven a lot, a I mean, lot. Can you imagine if somebody had said that it was going to be... You just wouldn't have believed them. No. But it came from the middle of the park is where it came from. Right, where you've been struggling so much this season. Absolutely. For the first time in a long time, Fabinho Henderson, and that's probably Elliot's best game in a Liverpool jersey, actually played like the Klopp side that was running over teams. Now, we shouldn't forget that, although I disagree with Ten Hag that United were the better side in the first half... He's correct saying that they had better chances. Yes. But they weren't the better side. You know, Liverpool played all the football from the first minute to the last minute. And, you know, they took advantage of the chances that, that came along. Uh, and, of course, they had a clean sheet, albeit just about. We Alisson tried to throw one in again. That's why he gets a seven on your Yeah, that's why he gets a seven. But, no, Liverpool deserved the victory. Seven, seven nils crazy. Yeah. Um, but... I, can Liverpool keep that going in the middle of the park? That's the question. If I'm, if I'm Jurgen Klopp, I'm forgetting about the scoreline. I'm looking at the performance and it all comes from the middle of the park. Can we do that between now and the end of the season? And if they can do what they did in the middle of the park between now and the end of the season, then they will be in the top four positions. What was the scene in the Nickel household as all this was taking place? I was angry. 
You were angry at 7 0. Yeah. Well, why? <laughs> I was angry all the way through. Every time, one, every time one went in, I was angry. Why were you angry? Just us. Mm -hmm. Just us. No, but but it's supposed to make you happy, you know? Yeah. No, but it's like. <clears throat> it's weird. It's like, it's like. You know when you're ramming somebody into the ground? No, I don't. I just want to keep doing that. I just want to keep doing that. This was well, unexpected, doesn't even... Well, it is unexpected, but what I will tell you is there has been a little indicator of a downing of performance from United. The Cup final, great, did not play well. Mm. West Ham in the FA Cup, 3-1 in the end, but that was a late goal, did not play well. And so I never saw 7-0 coming. I thought it would have been a close game and United could dig some out, but they've, they've just... Standards have been dropping a little bit up into this game. Now, I think what we have here is a, a classic case of Liverpool, just it all happened for them, everything worked in the, the day. But I think quite a few of these players have been reading the headlines. Really? Yeah. I think quite a few Who of these... in particular today, from a United perspective, would you be disappointed with? Oh, well, every, every one of them, to be honest with you. Right. But quite frankly, that was a pub performance in the second half. Absolute shambles and embarrassment. Three or four nil, maybe five, as I sent to you, is a bad day at the office. Yeah. Seven nil in any game, never mind your rivals, is a total shambles. And to capitulate in the manner in which they did, and they were half-hearted in the end, didn't look as if they were that bothered. I mean, some of the attempts at challenges and clearances were just awful. And what we saw was Liverpool, the midfield and the front three really clicking the movement. And Ten Hag talked about it. The first goal really told the story of where this game was going. Diego Dallo got sucked in and followed Andy Robertson into the middle of the field. And that left Fred. Now, he should have done a better job, Fred, with his experience. But Dallo should have been passing Robertson on right. uh, to Fred and said, I'm going to hold my position. He didn't. That let Gakpo down the inside. The goal was brilliant. I thought Liverpool just, it just felt like, it felt just like it was back. Right, yeah. And for United, it felt like it was back, but in a bad way, sure. in a real bad way. Surely, Jan, this is worthy of an unbelievable, isn't it? I think I've ever been a more proper guest and can say my unbelievable because <laughs> I, I think, I, I, Dan, I love my football history and I, I'm thinking back of when two big teams like Manchester United and Liverpool meeting each other, uh, that amazing result. I'm thinking of uh, uh, Germany trashing Brazil at the World Cup 7-1, mm. uh, all the way back to 54 when Hungary beat Germany, the, the later World Cup winner 8-3. But I think when we saw the game today, first of all, I love it when the right players score goals. This was a kickoff of Gakpo. It was Nunez with two goals. I love his heading. The 5-0 goal was, was special. Salah beating beating the, the record there. And then Firmino, after telling that he's going to leave Anfield, uh, getting that goal. But I, I mean, I guess this is why we all love our football. In, in, in two weeks' time now, first uh, Liverpool losing 5-2 to Real Madrid. Then Manchester United beat uh, uh, Barcelona. Barcelona beat Real Madrid. I know Liverpool beat Manchester United 7-0. 
And to the point of, of Manchester United, yes, they were, they were okay in the first half. They were maybe the better team. But, I mean, sometimes we just have to dig out the cliches. You're not worthy using that Manchester United shirt because this is so embarrassing. It just shows you that you can build up a reputation. You can build up a so, solid background. You can build up a Ten Hag who has got the right attitude into them. And then you can break it all down in 45 minutes. And that is done unbelievable. Yeah, most definitely. You take a look at that United performance, particularly in the second half. Is that just a blip? Is that, as Craig says, on believing the headlines? I can't make my mind up because that's the third time this season that they've been completely annihilated. Right, first time for like a long... There's quite a gap, right. isn't it, between the City and the Brentford games, and obviously... Yeah, I, I, yes. I think, I think for the first time in a long time, we have to look at Ten Hag. Right. What did he do wrong? Well... More importantly, when it when it, when the game was over, when the you know for some the game was over at three, but it, it, it wasn't because it can still come back. But at four, he has to do something. He has to move everybody in tight, and no more goals go in. Seven nil is a complete and utter embarrassment. As Craig said, it's schoolboy stuff. Mm. It's it's the way they finish the game smacks of packing in. And if I'm a Man United fan, that's the worst thing I can do. I can, I can swallow getting beaten and having supposedly one of those days. But if everybody keeps going to the end, I can, I can, I can get over it. I think the worry would be that they packed in. And actually, Ten Hag, in my opinion, didn't help them. Because what he should have done, and somebody on the field, and that's why your captain's there. Bruno Fernandes did nothing yeah. when, when somebody pulled the plug. You know, get in tight. We don't lose any more goals. I don't care if they knock it around the back for the next 20 minutes and don't score another goal, right. but it doesn't go to six and seven. I think Ten Hag's culpable for that. Now, the other one he's culpable for is why Marcus Rashford didn't start on the left-hand side. And that's not why they lost the game. But at the same time, are you kidding? Trent Alexander-Arnold, when yeah, he what's stood the on thinking, the field, what's the thinking I have there? no idea. I don't know. Trent Alexander must have stood on the field and when the referee was going to blow the whistle, see Bruno Fernandes standing there and go, thank you very much. Right. <coughs> that, that, that's not why they lost. But those are two, two, to me, major things that stick out from this game from United. He's done that recently a couple of times, hasn't he? He did it in the second half against West Ham. He did it against Barcelona, Veghorst a little deeper, Rashford through the middle. But as Stevie said, guess what? If you're watching Liverpool defend, where's the, where's the weakest point? But I think, you know, Ten Hag's obviously got plenty of money in the bank here. Uh, plenty from the, from the job he's done. I don't know how much he'll look at himself, but I certainly know he'll look at his players. Right. For sure. I mean, he's already shown that, that he'll dress them down. Maybe even publicly. I don't know. We saw after the Arsenal game, away, he was really harsh on them. And that was, for, that was in a close game. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how he handles uh, this defeat. I've no doubt they'll pick themselves back up and go again. And I, I, he talked about not tracking back, didn't he? Unprofessional. You kind of look at someone like Anthony. Yeah. Can you playing in these sort of games? Where when you I need... talk about reading the headlines, I, 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 I think he'll he'll drain that out of them. And, but it's a wake up call. Look, Mo Salah hasn't had his best season. He's not been alone for Liverpool, right? He hasn't had his best season. But he's a proper player. Come on. He, you, know, you know, even his not the best is still pretty good sometimes. But. As a wide man, he, he runs it. Yes, he frustrates, but he runs at people. He scores goals as end product. He does something different. I'm not having Anthony. Right. I'm just not having him. But is that something? Is he only is he, is he, is he, he's got, is he still got time to grow? 
No, is it a case? Well, listen, I'm not saying he hasn't got skill, but I, yeah. I don't know many hundred million dollar, whatever it is, wide men that can't beat a defender. Right. One on one. All he wants to do is come back inside. All he wants to do is take the mickey out of Dan Byrne on the touchline in the final. And fight, uh, and fight with everybody. And, 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 you know, I'm sorry at the moment. Think, I'm just, I am not, and I'm not blaming Anthony for this, by the way. Sure. I'm just saying, having watched him recently, and I include the cup final, I am not having him as a 100-million player. Go on, Jan. I, th I think, and I think Dan is a particular thing to, to, to see. With Liverpool been struggling for a long period, I mean, for the whole season, more or less, how many times have you seen players having a terrible body language on the pitch. I think that body language is very, very underestimated how you, you make a moral, how you make a culture at a club. And if you saw Manchester United today, and I'm, I'm an admirer of Bruno Fernandes. I like Bruno Fernandes. He's done the stuff. But you can't do that as a cl club captain, by the way. And when you're down, you see, yes, the middle of the park of Liverpool been terrible. Have you seen Jordan Henderson or Fabinho, even at their worst, like uh, taking out their hands, telling their teammates this and that, been plugging in there, been bad, has to be said. They have been one of the reasons why Liverpool haven't been so good this season. But, but sometimes when you see Manchester United, and I think that Ten Hag knows about that, that he needs, you can't have those kind of players in there. You ha or, or at least you have to get that out of your team. Because what happening, I mean, we've all, I, I've been playing for some uh, bad teams sometimes, so we, I've lost uh, highly. Uh, but, but still, then, then you see what stuff and what the, what the culture really is worth. Because that body language of Manchester United from 3-4-0 today, that was... That was conference league level. Why um, is it taking this long for Liverpool to do this? Because they have, they've got nothing out in the middle of the park for, for, for the majority of the season. So why did it click today in particular? Well, he, whether, whether Klopp's changed the training or what he's done to get some energy in the legs. Because at the end of the day, with the amount of work that you saw them doing today, you need, you need to have your legs about you. And clearly... For most of this season, they haven't had the legs. Right. So Klopp has done something, and I would, I would suggest that's what it is. He's reduced the training, not as much strolling, save it for the games, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and obviously, it's Man United at Anfield. So you, you put those things together, and, and you, you outwork the opposition. You know, at the end of the day, every game's the same. You have to earn the right by working hard at the start of the game to play your football. And Liverpool earned it today, because they outworked out-thought, out-fought, you name it, against United today. It must, be, it must be brilliant, those sort of occasions at Anfield, Steve. Oh, it's, it's very difficult to tell people the atmosphere because certainly when I played there, the atmosphere was... You talk about tense and you're, you're going around looking. You want, to, you want to grab somebody. You want to strangle somebody. You just it's the anger's back. The aggression. No, it's just a, there's, there's, there's a real aggression about the atmosphere. Right. And of course, when the final whistle goes, it goes completely the other way. Yeah. And as aggressive as you are before it, euphoric. Euphoric after it. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, one like, of the reasons I said he was relishing, obviously, going yeah. to Anfield. Well, I'm sure. Well, he was. But it was a perfect storm, yeah. really, for Liverpool in the end. A really underperforming, ragged, amateurish in the end United side against Liverpool with the best performance of the season which is one of the reasons I was saying weeks ago 
when we were having this discussion about Liverpool, and I'm not suggesting they don't need the odd player, but I just felt with what they had, that there was there was there was more Klopp could have got out. He could have got more out of what he had, and why was he not? Yeah, was the question that I was asking. That all of a sudden, Fabinho and Henderson and Elliot and Thiago and his fit and <laughs> Roberts and all these guys, they were better than what we're seeing. So what was the reason? I, I don't know what Stevie said. Maybe he's tailored back the training a little bit. I don't know. But we saw them really doing what they've done really well over the last couple of years, which is win the ball back higher up the field and just almost smother teams. Now, United did create some chances, particularly with the ball over the top in the first half. Yes. And Liverpool, Liverpool did look vulnerable there at times, but... But that second half, man, that was just total control. Jan, are you still back in United to win the title? <laughs> uh, I don't think I have to translate the lachen de dritte anymore. Uh, the, the, third, <laughs> the third challenger. No, no, I think this this weekend showed us that this will be be the two race game. I think very impressed by Arsenal coming back. Those are the kind of games that you you can miss your point and Manchester City doing the job, of course, uh, at home. But now that this is not Manchester United, Manchester United got their title. They were very high after the game, and I understand that. I, I understand that Weghorst saying. We know we go for for all four trophies, and, and fair enough, uh, you, you can say that. But uh, we saw today the, the limitation of um, of that culture that you you try to bring in, and I, I don't I don't try to be wiser than I was yesterday. It was like like Manchester United can't win, you know, obviously uh, because that was terrible, and, I, and I'm I'm a bit afraid what that will do to them because you've had also game when we have kind of said. Yeah, it's a great culture to win games to where they have not played so well. Mm. So it's going to be interesting you now to see after this big loss, because I expect Ten Hag, he's not that kind of manager who will tell them, well, that can't happen. Let's just go to training tomorrow. I can't see that happen. I think that he, he, will, he will go big on them. Do you know, now you know it, what we shouldn't forget here, by the way? Liverpool might have won 7-0 today, right? And we might be saying how great they were and how great the midfield is, right? But you know what? I hope Klopp's not going around kissing everybody's backside and telling them how brilliant they are. He wouldn't know, would he? It's not so. Well, I hope not because, you know, if you're Klopp, you get that team in front of you now and you go, right, by the way, this is, this is what you need to do between now and the end of the season. Yep. Yes, you won 7-0. Fantastic. Yep. It was great to watch. Mm. But you've, you've shown me that you can still do it. And the, and the conversation we had like a couple of weeks ago was... Was Henderson past it? Was Fabinho past his best? Well, today they showed us that they can still produce it, but it's one game. The two of them haven't played a game like that. I can't remember the last time the two of them in particular played as well as they did in this game. So, so for Klopp, it's now, right, can you do that between now and the end of the season? Top four now is the aim, obviously. Results have gone brilliantly. For... The timing's perfect because if Henderson and Fabinho do do that, then Liverpool... Put him next, Stephen. With the way Tottenham and Newcastle are going. This, so you're three points off. Yep. Spurs, obviously you've got a game in hand. Newcastle yep. are one point behind you. They have two games in hand. Liverpool with a bet here, aren't they? After watching today, absolutely, 100%. But as I said, the key for Klopp and all his staff and everybody is right. Let's not, let's not everybody get carried away. We, we still, we've still put ourselves in a position where of all the sides that are going for the top four... Yeah. Liverpool, Tottenham and Newcastle, because I think United will be in the top four. Then we've put ourselves in a position where we're going into the final stretch 
looking good, looking strong again, look as though we're capable again, that we haven't looked all season. And the other two are like Newcastle struggling big time and Spurs being Spursy. They win one week and lose the next week. So if you can get some consistency <coughs> about your play, mm. then yes, Liverpool absolutely seem to be the and team. What about the movement in the seat? The front three, though, that was... Agpo was high. Agpo took his goals today as well. The yeah. positions that he takes up as well. You know, you look at him, he's not on the fullback. He's not in the midfield. He's, p- he's picking up these little positions. And, and he's, when he gets the ball, he, the way that he takes it in and understands what's around him and lets it run across his body. And, of course, we've talked about Nunes a lot. Mm. And I don't think any of us felt he was going to be a dud at Liverpool, but it was, it was a struggle at times for him. For the size of yeah. him, the way he glides yeah. past people, yeah. it's quite, you know... Right. We, we, we kind of talk about pace, but you watch this guy going past people and... Pace is not what you see. You just see a guy gliding across the ground. Now, last week you told me to shut up. Could have been anything. Well, that could have been any week. I think I gave it 98% to 2% when we were talking about the possibility of a Liverpool comeback against Real Madrid. Right. Has today changed that conversation? Too far. No. No, listen, had... (laughs) These kinds of results... there's, There's always... Somebody will always pull out some result from somewhere, but... 99% 99% of these results happen when the, the team's at home and they have a mountain to climb. Today can only help them, surely. It can't hinder the cause. No, of course. No. It, yeah. Yeah, listen, it, it means that maybe Liverpool can go there and try and win the game. Yeah. But to, to even think that they're going to go there and win, what, four? They've got to win four nil to go through? Uh, three nil. Three nil would be fine, wouldn't it? Oh no, we'll be fine. No, extra yeah, time. We've got to score four yeah. wiggles yeah. in. But it gives it some intrigue, just about that, particularly the yeah. pace up front. Yeah. yeah. It's not out of the I mean, complete realms of possibility, is it? Because Real Madrid yeah. are not oh. good at the moment. No, but you're probably right. Maybe 99 to 1%. Okay, so there's, there's, there's yeah. a chance. So there's a chance. Yeah, you are. there's a chance, Jan. <laughs> there's always a chance. Dumb d- yeah, it's dumb, dumb or original today. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, but, but I, I would just, just one more point before that Real Madrid game. What Stevie said, I was watching the game with a Liverpool fan, a friend of mine, and he said after the game, oh, uh, uh, Jurgen Klopp will go ballistic now, we'll do all his stuff. I said straight away, he won't do that. He, he, he knows that is a, there is a mountain to climb that he knows that he needs to be concentrated and you saw after the game he was quite calm to to be club so i think that he will go to real madrid to to use that game to get confidence for the rest of the season and as as you were saying you you just feel the way is is uh, this game but also that you see the liverpool getting slowly into there nunez will score more goals salah will be back on the score sheet and and what the boys are talking about the, the middle of the park so you ha- you have to say that liverpool now will be the be the favorite to the, the fourth position because I think I think that United they, they, there will be a reaction but I don't think they will slip out of the top four. Uh, so that result of course means it is definitely without a doubt, without question, a two horse race now in the Premier League between Arsenal and Manchester City. It was another dramatic day yesterday of course. City in the end with that 2-0 comfortable victory over <laughs> Newcastle but the story, the headline once again all about Arsenal and that extraordinary comeback against Bournemouth. The first time we've had a chance to talk to you about it, what a game that was, what an ending. Yeah, I mean, it was. you've got to give Arsenal credit as well. I mean, Bournemouth fighting for the life, got off to the, the greatest start they could have dreamt of from a, quite a clever uh, kick-off, yeah, actually. Yeah. It, was, it was certainly dumbfounded Arsenal. <laughs> and then, obviously, the header in the, uh, the second half, 2-0 up. 
And then to come back from that, they got that, they got the goal back. It was I can't remember which one was was the the, the Ben White one was the, ben, the equaliser that was just Party, over it was Party then Ben White and then Party then Ben White and then you thought oh two two. But as it got deeper and deeper and deeper, you were right. It's not going to happen. But you know that finish from uh, Nelson, Nel- Reese Nelson, who yeah. came on and was lively, was absolutely brilliant. Good I mean, block. yeah. I mean, not only that. When it fell to him, he took a touch and it kind of sat up for him and Bournemouth had a little bit of pressure and he just found the smallest of gaps to get that strike away. So that's what, Aston Villa right at the death came yeah. back. Yeah. Now Brighton, uh, Bournemouth, sorry. When you, you, now I never thought this would get to this. I thought Arsenal would beat, beat them by two or three and be comfortable, but you got to give them a lot of credit. I mean, it was a spirited comeback again. He made some changes to start in 11. Didn't quite work out, had to reverse those, but boy, they've got some guts. They really have, Steve. Comebacks, are f- you know when you're playing and you come back like that? I imagine you're so on such a... Like, no one's sleeping, are they, last night? Uh, you know, you, you, buzzing. Talk, you were talking earlier about the feeling. Yeah. The switch goes from frustration at being 2-0 down, and then all of a sudden, you score with the last kick of the game. The, the switch of emotion is unbelievable. And if, if ever there's kind of a moment during the season when you kind of think, this is ours. Right. That, yeah. And is it OK to think that? Absolutely. Absolutely mm. it is. These are the things that happen when you win titles. Right. You don't sail through a season winning every game and blah, blah. It's all nice and cosy and all the rest of it. Yeah. There's, always, there's always stuff going on. And this is a perfect example of a team that wins the league is a team that does things like that. Yeah, and any concern that you're 2-0 down, though, against Bournemouth? Of course there are concerns, but I think that what, what that gives you this is, is a confidence. I mean, if they came back today or, or yesterday to win, to, to get a point, everybody will say, yeah, that's a great attitude of Arsenal. But when you're going down against Bournemouth 2-0, and you know, whoa, we are home, how can we do it? But, but, but you see that you take away what you did at Aston Villa. You came back and you won. You took three points, and that builds things up now. And a lot of people talking about these big games between Manchester City, but well, Arsenal, Manchester City, uh, Manchester City winning there, and you think, well, they got a momentum going. Uh, I'm not a, a Champions winning uh, man, of course, but I will imagine that these kind of games that give you this thing that we're never beaten. I mean, back in my days, we we're always talking about this Fergie time. I mean. But, but it's not about Fergie time. It's, it's about a team that never gives up. And Ateta has got that. And people will say, oh, it's only Bournemouth. No, it's a win. It's three points in the Premier League and you're chasing for the trophy. That's what it is. Uh, meanwhile, for Manchester City, we had an interesting discussion yesterday about it. You go and beat Newcastle 2-0 and it's a good result, but maybe the performance is lacking for what we expect from City and the standard that they've set over recent seasons, Jan. Um, how would you uh, assess your boy? <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I can tell you that a Norwegian will win the Premier League this season. Yep, yeah, that's going to be yep. okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that 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 we knew this weekend. Uh, I think yesterday he was it was more a frustration uh, for him, uh, but still, uh, Erling Haaland, uh, Erling Haaland will score his goals and he will score some decisive goals for Manchester City, and then we'll see who will win the win the league. Which one Norwegian he will? Will it be the guy from Brune? I will learn it at Brune oh. or the guy from Drummond, Martin Ödegård. Oh, and which one do you want it to be, Jan? No, 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 they're all. 
I have known Martin Odegaard since he was 15, and I've known Erling Haaland since he was born uh, with his family and all that, oh. so I can never say anything about that. Has a Norwegian won the Premier League before? Oh, oh Trevor. Right. Here we go. Trevor oh. Knight. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Fingers yeah. and buzzers. Who was it? Uh, I'll yeah, tell you. So. Uh, the guy who plays centre half for Man United. Ronnie Onsen. Ronnie Onsen. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Henning, Henning Berg. And then another guy who oh. you guy loved. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was quite, wasn't bad oh, yeah, either. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. oh, there we go. What's Trivia, he doing? Trivia Sunday. <laughs> there we have Trivia Sunday. Send your questions in with the answers. City haven't been as slick this season. No. As in previous seasons. Not to say that, you know, Haaland's getting his goals. Yeah. But we haven't seen the Kevin De Bruyne that we've become accustomed to. Um, no. Now De Bruyne, of course, taken off. Uh, so he's had, off the. I mean, he didn't go into the World Cup and great. He looked tired going into the World Cup, had a troublesome World Cup in terms of on the field and off the field, getting into some heated debates with with his Belgian teammates. Uh, we've had the Cancelo situation shipped out to Bayern Munich. The back four's been chopped and changed mm. all season. You know, who'd have thought early in the season Ruben Diaz wouldn't have been the number one centre half? So there's been a lot of a lot of drama. Mixed team selection. Oh, more, well, there's been more drama than normal. Aye, drama. Yeah. And there has, yeah. been the, there has been the occasion where, in two or three games, Erling Haaland, for all his quota of goals, has looked frustrated with his teammates. But ultimately, if they go all the way in the Champions League and he scores in or the Premier League, that's what it boils down to. Yeah. That's what it boils down to at the end of the season. But it was important for Arsenal. Uh, to keep that gap at least, and that's why that Bournemouth game was was such a big one. Everyone going for? Are you going for Arsenal, Jan? Yeah, <laughs> I think the momentum now is is for Arsenal, but I think this is go, go, yeah. going all the way to, well to, way on the end, and that's fantastic for us as long as the Norwegian winning the Premier League. Uh, it's exciting at the top and, of course, as always, tense at the bottom of the table. In the early game, the Premier League today, of course, we saw Forrest draw 2-2 against Everton. Twice Everton had the lead in this tie. Twice Johnson got Forrest back into it as it finishes a point apiece. Uh, take a look at what that means at the bottom of the table then. Well, for Nottingham Forest, they sit on 26 points. Four points clear now of Everton and Leeds. Southampton, of course, with a win against Leicester uh, on Saturday. Gives them hope. Bournemouth losing against Arsenal. You can just see how big a goal it was, not only for Arsenal, but for Bournemouth as well. Steve, is tight, isn't it? Did you see enough from Forest and Everton today to suggest that they're both going to stay up? Oh. Oh. <clears throat> I, I, oh, God. Oh. I don't know. I think there's, I, I think there's like five or six teams that could go. Right. And it changes every week. Last week I'm thinking I think Everton might be all right, and then I'm thinking I think Forrest might drop in there as well. Yeah. But then if Brennan Johnson scores the type of goal he did against Everton to, today, if he keeps doing that, then they'll be all right. Oh, you poor Ed, Steve. Are, are back outside. <laughs> I mean, it's like to, to, to try and figure it out is is nigh on impossible. Yeah. Because there's it's pros and cons to everyone. Uh, West, I think, I think could, West, could, Leicester actually, could Leicester actually go down? I think West Ham are going to be okay, whether they change their manager or not. That that may happen. I don't think with their squad. I think if they were even if they were to go down with their squad, it'd be a disgrace. Right, right. 
Now, Leicester worry me at the moment. If I was a Leicester fan, they're in free fall. They, they, they're defensively, they've been terrible. Got, uh, got papped out of the FA Cup as well by Blackburn. Mm -hmm. uh, just when you thought they were turning the corner, maybe a month ago, they've gone back to how they were at the start of the season. That, that would concern me. I mean, he has to be under an unbelievable amount of pressure now, Brendan Rodgers, bearing in mind the situation they're in. Forrest have got so many players to pick from that, you know, if they get injuries, maybe injuries are going to be the thing that turns it for one or two of these clubs, the smaller squads. But that's where they should come to the fore because they sign so many players. And they have got a little bit of breathing space at the moment. They're a couple of wins away from almost being safe. There's nothing much safe. All, all of those teams that are in the, that, in, in that, that, the bottom there we're looking at. Yes. And if you add Forrest to it, really, is there that much between them? Sure. You, you could argue it's going to be moments, isn't it? Good moments and bad moments are going to be to be the difference. Big time. There's a lot of bad teams down Big there. Big time. Yeah. A lot of bad teams. Uh, meanwhile, of course, the FA Cup is at the quarter-final stages. That'll be live and exclusive on ESPN Plus in two weeks' time as City take on Burnley. And then on the Sunday, <coughs> Sheffield United... Stop coughing, Jan. And Sheffield United against Blackburn, Brighton, Grimsby and Manchester United take on Fulham. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Remember, we saw victory yesterday for Bayern Munich. Borussia Dortmund winning on Friday against Leipzig. Even those two are level at the top of the table. For Bayern Munich, it's all about now that second leg, isn't it, against PSG this week. They'll take a 1-0 lead into the Allianz Arena. Uh, Jan back with us. They should do it, shouldn't they, Jan? Yes, you feel they will in the Champions League. But I saw the game against Stuttgart. It was a, it was a quite interesting game going to. It looks like a typical Bayern goal there, pick up the three points. Two minutes before De Ligt made it 1-0 for them. Uh, De Ligt saved the ball on the line. Uh, so Stuttgart played well, Schuppermutten getting the, the goal. But, but I, I think there's a matter of which PSG team will come, how many players will be available for them and so on. But you just feel, and we saw that in the first game as well, when Mbappé 
pair came on, I mean, Bayern looked vulnerable. Mm. So it depends which Bayern Munich team will go out there. Is it a full concentrated team? And, and to be fair to Bayern, they mostly do in big games. But this is a big game for Julian Nagelsmann. Remember, they got knocked out of the Champions League by Villarreal last season. And that is not accepted. And if you now see the, the fantastic form that Dortmund in, 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 uh, in the Bundesliga, I mean, there is, there is no way they can, can, uh, can, can lose any games at the moment because then Nagelsmann, can you imagine being second in the Bundesliga and getting knocked out by PSG now? Then you will, we will talk about the former Bayern Munich yes. coach Julian Nagelsmann. Auf Wiedersehen, I believe, would be the expression. Auf Wiedersehen, yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, you mentioned Dortmund, yeah, and they're taking on at Chelsea. They'll take a 1-0 lead uh, to Stamford Bridge. The bookies have Dortmund as favourites, in fact, to advance. What are the expectations going into this tie? Well, they, they do. Well, what we can expect is that Dortmund just win games for fun. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable that the, the, the culture, the will that is in the team at the moment. This weekend, they, they're beating uh, uh, Leipzig, of course. That was kind of the, the final of the challengers. Marco Rosa coming back to the club where he was fired. And then it was Marco Royce, it was Emre Can, the old boys scoring the goals for them. So they look very solid. And Chelsea need to find some kind of way to a, to a great form at home uh, at Stamford Bridge to to get close to, to Dortmund at the moment because with Schlotterbeck, with 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 Süle at the back and there's so many and Julian Brandt we said he was gone he was gone 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 and he's back now as one of the best players in the in the German Bundesliga so so Chelsea needs something extra here to uh, to uh, to knock out to Dortmund. Well, Borussia Dortmund did give up quite a few chances early on in, in that game against Leipzig. Well, they were holding on at the end as well. Yeah, the, prob the problem is and, and I. I agree with Jan, I think Brandt is really back on his game. But the trouble is, is even in the first leg in, in, in Dortmund, Chelsea created chances. It, it's, yeah. it, it's the finishing them off. Yeah. So, and, and also, on top of that, as Chelsea push forward, this is a dangerous Dortmund side going the other way. I, I, I see Dortmund going through. I don't see Chelsea doing it. Uh, we'll be discussing that game in more detail in the next edition of the show. Just a reminder, if you ever miss a programme, you can download our daily podcast, which has plenty of bonus material as well. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. 
More drop points for Real Madrid, this time again to Real Betis in La Liga. It would finish goalless. Carlo Ancelotti's side struggling to penetrate that Real Betis defence. So it now means, with Barcelona winning earlier in the day, the deficit at the top of the table is nine points. For more on this, let's welcome in, shall we, Pablo Zabaleta. Pablo, we were talking ahead of this game and we wanted some energy, some spark from Madrid that was lacking in that clash against Barcelona. Once again, there really wasn't that kind of energy from this Real Madrid side that you would want. Yes, another flat performance from, uh, from Real Madrid. Uh, very similar to what we saw in the Clásico against Barcelona. Slightly better in the second half, a bit of more energy, a few good chances, but they, Rodrigo should have scored, but you, you always expect more from Real Madrid. Uh, when you look at the player, they have enough quality in that team to, to produce, to play a better football, to create uh, better chances, and, and, and they couldn't win again. So, uh, I don't know, they, I think La Liga is over. If they continue playing like that, yeah. Uh, I think Barcelona will win La Liga, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, another poor performance. Uh, not good enough for Real Madrid tonight against. Very good. On paper, this is a good team, isn't it? Well, it's a younger side. More energy. You know, Vasquez getting forward on the right. Camavinga on the left. Chumeni and Valverde in the midfield. Rodrigo on the side. I mean, he's changed it up, but he's got a pretty similar performance again. Just before we came on air, we were watching... Uh, that little incident, Claudio Bravo and uh, Vinicius Jr. And I think recently Vinicius Jr. has spent more time getting involved. And it, it's frustration, I get that, but that's kind of taking his concentration away from yeah. what actually he's been doing really well. Uh, so that's affected them. The, the finishing was poor. Uh, don't forget, Thibaut Courtois had to make that great save in the second half as well from Borja Iglesias. And it was a great save, as Stevie said. Uh, but how many saves, bearing in mind they had to push today to, to keep really keeping this championship, Real Madrid that is, how many saves did Claudio Bravo have to make? I mean, how many, they didn't exactly pepper the goal again. Yeah. Some of the build-up play was okay, but then like the Barcelona game in the final third, it kind of fell flat. And this is it, Steve, isn't it? As much as you can appreciate Real Madrid, don't panic, you know, yeah. you always feel they've got something in their arsenal. You've got to bring something else to the table at the moment because what it, in La Liga is certainly it's not working. Well, and generally they've relied on the fact that they've got, on paper, so many game changers. But even they're not turning up in La Liga. Yeah. You know, we're always talking about how in Champions League they take turns at becoming a hero. Well, they're, they're beginning to just go too far behind that really you're looking at a collapse from Barcelona now as opposed to you know, Real Madrid going on a run because they can go on a run now if they want. But it's actually down to Barcelona. So... That's, it's not a good with so many games left that it's pretty much out of their hands. The two, the, the two main guys that have really, really carried them in the last 18 months, Benzema and Vinicius Jr., have pretty much been snuffed out recently. Yeah. And that's put more pressure on the rest to pitch up and fill that void. And they've not been able to do it. And teams have sort of figured it out, been able to squeeze Benzema a little bit. The classical we talked about, Arojo has played him brilliantly. And once again today, the odd little moment where he tried to play one-twos and stuff, but the end product's not there. And so they haven't been at the best and the others have not been able to step up and it's not going to happen now. They're not. Barcelona are not going to give up that kind of gap. 
Barcelona just about got the job done at home against Valencia. Nice goal from Rafinha would see them open the scoring. However, Rafa would be sent off with 30 minutes to go. And then there were genuine claims for Valencia. Penalty late on in this tie. The referee didn't go to the monitor and it was not given as a spot kick. Barcelona then take all three points. They are nine points clear at the top of the table. Pablo Zabaleta joins us. Pablo, was it, was it a penalty for you? 100%. It was a clear penalty. And, and I was thinking about Valencia players and the coach and, and everyone because they are struggling. Uh, they're struggling at the moment. They're bottom of, uh, uh, not, not the bottom, but then the relegation zone. Mm -hmm. It's been a tough time for Valencia Football Club. And, and, and decisions like that is, is a really hard one to take. And, and, and imagine that if that would have been awarded, then. You, you take a point at the Camp Nou, you know, fighting for relegation. That could have been a, a massive point for Valencia. So imagine the frustration from everyone, the players and, 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 and the new coach, Baraja. But that's a penalty. The more you see that clip, it's, it's, uh, it's a penalty. So I don't know why it wasn't given. I, I don't know why the referee didn't even check at the monitor to, to have a look at this and make a decision. So it was a very strange one. Consequences at the bottom and the top. Yeah. And that's yeah. the problem. It's, I mean, not that it should make a difference, but Valencia are not mid-table. The game should still be refereed properly, but it has extra consequences, bearing in mind the situation that they're in. But let's look at Real Madrid scenario here. Barcelona, Barcelona have gone out of the Europa League to Man United, lost to Almeria and have struggled past a team that are second bottom of the league yeah. and yet they're nine points ahead of Real Madrid. I think that tells you all you need to know about how flat Real Madrid have been, that Barcelona have been toiling of late and yet have st still have that gap. I mean, it's, it's quite incredible. And it's a gap they've established, which means El Clasico maybe doesn't quite have the same significance as it would have done if they were closer going into that tie. Of course, it will be Barcelona against Real Madrid on March the 19th, that game live on ESPN, plus a chance of really Barca to put that final nail in Real Madrid's defence of their title coffin. Meanwhile, tomorrow action for you in Pamplona. Osasuna taking on a Celta Vigo. That game live here on Plus at 3 p.m. Eastern. Right, back to our feature game, which saw Real Madrid very much hand the initiative to Barcelona and then some for them to go and win the title as it finished Real Betis nil. Oh dear, Real Madrid nil. Jem, let's see what sort of mood Antonio Rudiger is in today. With Antonio Rudiger first, ask you about how are you feeling? Uh, are you okay? You're going to be okay for Liverpool game? I'm good. I am good. I am good. Everything so what is your opinion of this tough draw? What were your team missing yet again without being able to score a goal? Yeah, like uh, the intensity to go and really believe to score. Like I think this lacked and uh, in the last third we did a lot of wrong decisions and uh, like this they defended deep, they wanted to counter-attack and yes, we made them stronger through that. So now with this uh, draw, it's a nine points gap with uh, Barcelona. It's 13 match days to go. Do you think you still have a, a chance? Are you still optimistic in La Liga? Like at the end of the day, we have to go for it. Uh, at the end of the day, we also play against them in La Liga. So like uh, in this league, everything can happen. So we still have to believe, but uh, we have to do much, much, much better. It's three games without being able to, to win. It's just uh, uh, something that is missing or, or it's physicality or what? Yeah, like I think uh, the intensity 
intensity is missing. Like uh, we play slow, we we don't create so much, and uh, yeah, and the chances we have, we need to be ice cold. And we were, and at this period, we are not. So it's Liverpool coming midweek in the Champions League. They just trashed seven 0 Man United. They they are going to be confident, but you have a good, great result from the first leg. I think uh, we have to focus on uh, our next match, and this is uh, Espanyol. So, like, uh, we have to focus on that. Champions League comes later. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks. Wow. Uh, Gemma joins us now. Gemma, talking about the, the Champions League, uh, did you see what Pellegrini and Ancelotti have a chat about that? Yeah, because we, we had the, the chance to interview uh, Pellegrini and Ancelotti. Sorry, I'm, I'm listening to myself. That's all right. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they just ran into each other in front of us and they, they were laughing. I was not able to hear the, the full conversation, but yeah, they were laughing and talking about the, the shocking defeat of uh, Man United, that 7-0, because uh, uh, Man United is going to be the next rival of uh, Real Betis in Old Trafford next Thursday, and in uh, one week and a half, it will, it will be Liverpool who will be uh, facing uh, Real Madrid, so they, they, they were shocked. They, uh, I could hear, like, they asked if they have seen the, the game. Uh, they both were uh, uh, managers in the Premier League as well, so they are well aware of what it is, a 7-0 uh, result there. And uh, they, I could see the Abraham of Ancelotti, one of uh, these characteristics of the uh, coach of Real Madrid, and he was just shocked that they couldn't believe they tried to find an explanation for that 7-0. Uh, Gemma, thank you very much. We'll let you go. Uh, just a reminder, of course, La Liga with you throughout the season here on ESPN+. Plus. Meanwhile, in Italy, uh, Roma beat Juventus by one goal to nil. Uh, Moise Keane was sent on as an 89th-minute substitute. 40 seconds later, he was sent off uh, in that tie. Elsewhere, Inter beat Lecce uh, 2-0. A couple of goalless draws as well for you. Taking a look at the table then, Napoli, despite that defeat, uh, remained 15 points clear at the top of the tables. Inter move up to second. Roma now level on points with Milan in fourth. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Uh, that's it then. That brings us to the end of today's show. Be sure to stay tuned. Though Jan is back with us. Stevie, so many questions for you, as you can imagine. Positive ones as well. Huh? After, yeah, well, all thought, sure. day. Uh, <laughs> Craig answering your tweets as well as Extra Time is next.
Welcome in then to the latest edition of Extra Time. Thank you very much. Martic, wasn't for it? Your question. A bit of a drama, a bit of a pause. Uh, Craig Burley, Stevie Nickel with us. Uh, Jan Arga Fjortov uh, joins us as well. Uh, during the show, I mentioned away goals in the Champions League. That obviously doesn't count anymore. I forgot about that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, you could have corrected me. <laughs> I did. I don't think so. I wasn't listening. Just weren't listening. How many texts did Stevie send to Dan during that match, and can we see them on extra time? Mm. <laughs> I think I sent you two, right? Let's have a look, shall we? I don't, I don't know. I was, <laughs> I was expecting them. That's for I sure. One of them you can't read out. No, I don't think I can read that one out. Where are they? Here they are. No, definitely can't read the first one out. Get it. Unlucky Martinez. Yeah. With a um, blushing face. Oh, I was looking for a... <laughs> Press the wrong button. All oh, right, okay, what, what emoji were you looking for? I see, and then where were the centre-backs winky emoji face? Yes. And that was it, they were the... Yes. Uh, yeah, they were well... Yeah, generally when I'm walking in the middle of the six-yard box, to be challenging. Right. Whose microphone is that? Well, I'm not talking, so it's not me. Stevie, just stop talking for the moment. Talk again. Someone's <laughs> going to come in and sort it out. Oh, all the questions are for you, Stevie. This is good timing. Yeah, and it was interesting because when we asked Stevie's emotion when he was watching it, he said anger. I thought it would be happiness and joy. Well, 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 boys, when I do this show, I think it's fantastic because I do my segment. It's mostly in Premier League and Bundesliga. Yes. And then I listen, I listen to you guys. I update myself for Eredivisie, Serie A, La Liga. And I'm, but I, I, today, I could still, I try to make my analysis of this anger of the Nickel household. Yeah. Stevie is seeing his Liverpool winning 7-0 and is angry. I mean, I, I mean, I, mean I, I don't, I, where, where is that coming from? Yeah. That's just what I do. There you go. Oh, no, it's good boy, it's good boy era. It's good boy You were told not to talk, right? I like this now, they're keeping Yana. We know that someone's working on Stevie. It's all right, it's like a pit stop. Hello, hello. You're playing the score. Your mic's off, we'll talk. Yes. Listen, 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 listen. We know you've got a problem. But it's also it's also the first this is also the first time I've heard Craig in a show telling his side man to cheer up. Yeah. That, yeah. that was also a debut. Yeah, it was a premiere. But it was more anger because of your feelings towards Manchester United. I don't really know. As oh, I said, no, 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 I've just told you when I scored the, when, when I scored the goal when I was playing, it was anger that would come out. Right. So regardless of the but you're not an angry man. Whether you're getting angry with age, it seems I am to getting be. a little angry with age. Yeah, I know. Well, you you cooped up in that house a lot. That's yeah, well, that. You cooped up at home. Maybe that's what it is. But yeah. I mean, this is like coming into office. It's for you. It's like. It's borderline vacation, isn't it? I go to Disneyland every day. It's a joy. For Stevie, Cody Gapo looked great today and he's consistently putting in strong performances. What should Klopp do when Diaz comes back? By the way, just before he answers that, do you remember when Cody Gakpo signed? And he sat there going, You're going to say something I didn't say. Let me guess. Oh, you didn't say that. Who's next to say something I didn't say? Listen, you've been caught on this show so many times. Oh, we'd bail your heed. Seriously. I'll tell you exactly what I said. You don't even need to speak. 
You've not. You've, I said I don't know where he's going to play, right? No, you don't know how he's going to fit in. I'm sorry. Don't mean the same yeah, but they always do that. They don't mean the same thing. Jan, yeah, yeah. Jan, how many times has he yeah. gone down a rabbit hole yeah. this year? But to be fair, you said the same thing about Salah, and then he's now the club's top goal scorer. But uh, can I can I do All as right. a foreigner? Be, can I say as a foreigner going to UK? I mean, Stevie is now I guess American Scottish kind of guy, but. Every time a foreigner comes to English football, there's always a pundit saying, can't seem fit in. Yeah, it's much, here. the speed is better here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't you start. I didn't see you weren't fit in at all. Oh, yeah, the anger, it's the anger. Don't you start. And what did he say? He uh, said, I'm not sure where he fits in, whether he fits in right. in the middle or whether it's up front. Because yeah, we were like, wow, this is a great so deal. Clearly that money, like, so, million clearly, money. Yeah. so clearly yeah. that means he's <laughs> not going to fit in at all. <laughs> Never. 37 million, great money, yeah. Stevie. Oh, I don't know what's going to be in. Let's throw in another one, Arsenal. It was a nice day. Arsenal. Yeah, go. Like, well, it's going well up to then. Make some more stories up. They're all on tape. <laughs> Question for Jan. Do you think Manchester United playing against teams who had key missing players, Barca without Pat, Pedri, Gavi, Dembele, Newcastle missing players, overshadowed their flaws? Do they try to speak down the performances of Manchester United? Is that what they try to say? Uh, yes. This, uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, tweet. No, no, I, I've said it all along. I, I, I think we saw today that uh, the process, the winning culture, and everything that Ten Hag will try to create at Manchester United is is not there. But it's still a week ago. As as for now, they won a title. They they won the League Cup or the Carabao Cup. Uh, so Manchester United, you can only play. I, I think that is ridiculous sometimes we're always when you win something yeah but they miss this one and they miss that one or VAR was for them what was up I think that you have to see the performance of a team over a longer period and mostly also I think that is one of our jobs is that what what is the manager try to do on the field the way they organize the team and the way they put on the uh, culture but I also said on the show that if you build up a culture that Ten Hag has done you can kind of get rid of it in 45 minutes and the Manchester United United players on the pitch in the second half tried to do that desperately to, to show that they don't have that culture, that, that they had terrible body language oh. and they were not worth the Manchester United shirt. Why weren't you in England for the weekend's games? Yeah, normally you're flapping around in the... Because I, in August, September, October, November, December, January, as you know, never was at home. So I had a weekend off, and where did I go? <laughs> to, the, to Switzerland, go skiing. <laughs> so oh. I was not at home again. Oh, yeah. you, you, you didn't do anything during the World Cup. You had that time off. What for Austrians? I didn't. I worked. I worked every day at the World Cup, as you know, Dan. Have any of the panel been on the end of a more humiliating derby defeat than United today? And how did the boys pick themselves up after the game? Oh. Mm. No. Mm. It's not a derby. No. No. It's a rivalry. Right. There you go. No. 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 Not against us. Not against a rival like that. Not that. No. No. Worst defeat, Jan, you were on the end of? 8 1. I came back I said I came back to Norway I was 34 I said to my wife uh, she we we were moving back and I, and she said are you sure that you want to retire at the same time as you're going back to Norway now maybe I do a couple of more years in Norway 
And then we had a game against Brand Bergen. Uh, and uh, the last 30 minutes, I touched the ball three times, and it was all a kickoff after the goals. <laughs> so that was a terrible trashing. <laughs> Eight one. What was your worst defeat as a coach when you were at the Revs? Do you remember? You lost the All Star game. Was the All Star game five nil or six nil? Mm. I don't remember. I think it was five. I don't know. You were at it. As I was well. at the game. Yeah. I think neither it, of us can remember. I think it was five. Yeah. We really let the league down there. <laughs> yeah, you let the league down. Let Real Madrid beat you. Real Madrid. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I was happy there was only five or six. <laughs> <laughs> was that, was that, that, let me tell you. We're in, we're in the, we're playing Real Madrid in the Bernabeu against the Galacticos, and after two minutes, we give a free kick away, about 20 yards out, right in the middle of the field, and I've talked to Morris Johnson, who was, who was my assistant, and I went, oh no, and Beckham stood up and stuck it in the top corner, and I looked at the watch, <laughs> three minutes. <laughs> 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 that was a long night. Oh, dear, was that one of the reasons that MLS stopped doing that? Like uh, going away to places where they're going to get absolutely hammered. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great idea, wasn't it? Yeah. Don't yeah. play in the Bell and the Bell. Well, uh, yes, well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's like common well, sense. Meanwhile, Maris is in charge of the Revs. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> the Revs going golfing in the afternoon. <laughs> Gakpo had been in your side, he'd have been flying, wouldn't he? <sighs> He wouldn't have made it. Yeah, he wouldn't, no, have, made wouldn't have made it. Don't worry, fitting. He wouldn't have fitted in. No, exactly. No. Um, Don't put words in my mouth. I never said that. For Jan, if Bayern do not win the league and fail to make a deep run in the Champions League, is Nagelsmann out as coach? If so, who will uh, take oh, over? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, Salahamidzic and Khan, they say we are building for the future. We are doing this long term here, right? <laughs> that is not typical Bayern. If they get knocked out by PSG and if he doesn't win the league, is maybe they want to keep him, but the environment, the media, old players, the, old, the whole rest of the fans will get Nagelsmann out. And then I think that the main candidate to get that job, and he is apparently living in the Munich area now, is Thomas Tuchel. Oh, there you go. Thomas Tuchel. There you go. Wow. There you go. Uh, Jan, can you provide a- any info as to why Gio Reyna was an unused substitute by Dortmund in the four matches in a row? It does make you wonder. Mm. Yeah, it's a conspiracy against uh, all American players in Europe, as we know. Yes. No, I don't know that. It, it's uh, That is hard to know because, first of all, we talked about in the show that Julian Brandt is doing fantastic for them. Marcus Royce is finding his form again. And there are so many players now going forward doing well. So it's not, there's not at the moment now, and they're winning football games, which is a, a, a good argument for the coach to keep, uh, to keep no, not change a winning team. So there could be small things in training. Uh, the other players are better. Uh, and yeah, it's just one of those things. And uh, when, uh, is it 10 games they won now in 2023? Well, at least um, they're winning every game they play. So it's hard to get in there. Uh, final question on yesterday's show, Shaka named Nadam, Ali and Frank as the three people he would take to Carnival uh, next year. He rejected you, Jan, because he's worried about your lack of pace <laughs> in the parade. <laughs> well, I could, I, could be, uh, I could be coming in a fish costume, couldn't I? I could uh, borrow that from my friend yes. who nearly raised me. So uh, I, I would be great <laughs> at the Carnival. <laughs> no, no, oh, no. <laughs> Standards. There he goes. Oh, yeah, they worry about lack of pace. I believe you do, man.
<laughs> Stevie still laughs at it as if it's the first time he's seen it. Honestly, I can't believe how you don't straighten up. <laughs> he's still bent yeah, over. Yeah, but I can't, I can't run, Nick, uh, Stevie. I, I can't hardly walk. But look at me. You've you got, got slippers on as well. So you've got two bad knees, bad quad muscles. <laughs> you've got a bad back. Yep. Um, Shaka didn't think it'd be your sort of thing. What? Happiness and carnival. Why? Because everyone's happy. There's colour. <laughs> joy. <laughs> and then, Stevie, he said of me and you, we'd be a liability. Why's that? Well, that we might get up to mischief. Which I was disappointed that <laughs> I'm going to... Have I didn't like being in the same box as you, well, I'd get lost. I know that. Yeah. I'd get lost. Yeah, you would definitely get... You should wear your big jacket. I wear my jacket, aren't Exactly. It was a golf trip. <laughs> Carnival? Yeah. No, can't nah. stand it. Partying in the sun. Nah. No, I don't like... No, golf trips. Right. <laughs> no, no, lads, no, I don't want to go to Carnival. Where are you going on your golf trip in the summer? Newcastle. Okay. <laughs> 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 well, you take your ring. I'll give you a load of my jacket for love the it. ring. Love a golf trip. There we go. With the lads, beers, everything. Golf. Yeah, Carnival. 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 What a lot of Robbie. Newcastle with the drizzle. Yes. Uh, that is it. Thank you very much. Uh, ESPN FC back tomorrow. Of course, Champions League. Some big games, including uh, PSG and Bayern, Chelsea, Dortmund. Be sure to join us. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com FC. Just go to Indeed.com FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.